Hello and welcome to Shoes Off No Cap, a podcast where we talk about all things dance. So in the last episode, we had Nixon Lai talking about his experience getting into and working with Just Jerk, one of the most prominent dance crews in South Korea. He also shared tips on what any dance crews can do to rise up. In today's episode, Nixon shares more about the reality of learning dance abroad. Is it expensive? Is it worth it? And is it necessary for us in order for our dance scene in Malaysia to grow? Stay tuned and let's find out. If I didn't know you and John are not related, I would think that you guys are related. Oh really? Really? Yeah. What's a similar feature? No, no, no. I think John is John is more like the. He's actually more K-pop than I am. Like he's more, he's more Korean. Like he's fair skin, big eyes, right? You know, I'm more like I would say I'm more whitewashed because I don't know. <laughs> we're we're kind of different, but I guess uh, our dance styles can be can be said pretty similar because to be fair, we did start out mm. together, right? We started back in school at 16, and pretty much the whole Astro Battleground journey, you know, we we did it together too. It's just we were on different teams, though, so. I mean, my oh, team won. Man. So, to be fair, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, my um, I mean, my team was pretty imbalanced. There was like, Bieber Legacy yeah. was on my team. Uh, I'm pretty close oh, to him as well. Okay. 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 You guys know who Bieber Kinobu is? Kinobu, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Kinobu was also on my team. So, like, oh, it was, I got was, all the top ones. <laughs> yeah, let's just say it's pretty imbalanced. But I would say it's very hardworking with them. Just saying, you know, I, I actually think the other crew was better in terms of performance. Not gonna lie, we only won because of battle. Like the dance battle at the end uh, of the whole thing, there was a dance battle, yeah. and I'll be honest. Let's just say the thing is scripted. <laughs> it's a TV show. We all know, even America's yeah. Got Talent is scripted. So mm-hmm. obviously, no matter how good or bad your performance is, they're gonna make it draw so that you will have to dance better. Because if you think about it, if let's say at that time John's group they did better performances than us, and they won, let's say, more rounds out of the seven rounds, say, and mm-hmm. we didn't get to a dance battle, it wouldn't be a show, right? Yeah. So yeah. obviously yeah. it's scripted. Like it's so obvious. Like oh, we won, they won, we won, they won. Oh no, it's a tie. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. So that's better. Yeah. So let's let's say the dance battle was fair, but at that point you're like, okay, dance battle, Kinobu, Lego, like. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know. We all know like what's gonna happen. Yeah, me and John, we went through that, yeah. and even like when I said when I went to Japan for one month, went to Korea for one month, John was with me because I told John this like, hey, we want to start this O13 thing. Oh my god, am I getting started again? Okay, okay, here's what happened. Okay, when I started O13, right, because I was really fed up with Malaysia's like dance crews, right. Everyone's so not committed. Like everyone's not passionate to improve, right. Everyone's just like, oh, let's just do this show and just earn this money. I'm just like, screw the shows. Like let's <laughs> let's be a better dancers before we you know do anything else, right. And then I wanted to start this team where I I get it like minded people who wanted to become better dancers. Basically, the whole goal of the crew is everybody work towards to become a better dancer, pretty much. So I told John like, hey, I want to go to Korea to to become a better dancer, right? And then hmm. John said he will tag along. And then we both at first we went to Japan, and you know, like I told you, the whole thing, you know, it was very welcoming. Hmm. So we went to Korea, and then Korea was way more welcoming. And after we came back to Malaysia, and then we decided. And I was like, I told John like, hey, I think I really like Korea. I'm about to hit there. What what do you want to do? And John's just like. Nah, I don't think I want to go anywhere. I just want to stay in Malaysia and uh, build a scene. So I was like, okay, yeah, sure, uh, do that. But I think like I think all of us should go overseas. I mean, if you have the the expenses to do it, you know. So I told him like, if you have the expenses, you should go overseas. 
you know, I want kind of like make an Avengers, right? Like, yo, everybody go somewhere. Like, maybe you go Japan, maybe you go UK, you go to Australia. I don't care where you all go. Decide where you want to go and then we come back and then we start this superstar thing, right? And then, yeah, that's what I told them. But apparently it did happen. I was the only one <laughs> that was in Korea. To be fair, it was also on me because I kind of left the team. I started the thing and then I got into mm. just joke and then, you know, I told them like, hey, this is a really good opportunity for me, right? I said like, you know, I know I started this whole older team project thing, but, you know, I, I told them like, I need to leave for a bit. You know, you guys can keep going what you do and I'm going to get what I can, you know, from just joke and then come back and then, you know, do it with the crew, right? Yeah, but I told them like, the promise is everyone needs to do the same. You can't just expect me to be the only one doing mm. that and then everyone mm. else is chill in Malaysia. That's not how it works, right? So, mm. yes. over the years while I was performing just obviously I keep track of what Ototin is doing and honestly I'm just yeah it's alright you've been you know, keeping track I mean when they went for uh, the competition in arena I, I you know I was I was sporting I, I was watching I was like hey you know good job and everything but I, what I wanted wasn't that what I wanted was I want each member to go out and experience what I experienced that's what yeah. I I'm, I'm not saying you don't have to put in the same amount of work as me I'm just saying I want mm-hmm. you to go out so you can bring something new to the table right so like mm-hmm. I, I imagine it as this, this whole round table everyone came back and everyone has a story to tell yeah. yeah it's not about making the crew go to join a competition and just make it to live shows and then not even get top 3 that's not what I want like I want everyone <laughs> to go there go somewhere get the experience get, get that experience on your belt you know everyone's like equipped loaded and come back and tell me all the stories and then we can then we can start something together right but yeah. the problem was nobody did that the you direction know? changed mm. direction yeah, changed, changed uh, yeah. I don't know who took over because when I left I think I, I said John should take over because obviously mm. he's my bird but mm. I, I don't know who else took over I think it kept swapping I, I don't know what's going on so like I was really mm-hmm. hands off right? and I, like I said I, I had too much on my plate I, I can't manage so now that I'm back on obviously the initial promise was, hey, you know, I go learn, I come back, we start something. But let's just say I'm not confident. So I don't mm. want to do that, right? I, I, I want a crew where everybody gets to give 10%. And then we yeah. make it 100. Just like gesture, right? <laughs> Everyone gives 10%, you know, and then Young Jay gives 11%, see? You know, but his 11%, that extra 1% is so significant, right? He pretty much mm. put the whole thing together. But at the end of the day, he, he, he knows it himself that without us, there will be no him as well. So it's like, it's a mutual mm. thing. I, I want it to be a mutual thing. It's not like a supreme leader and like everyone just follows. Yeah, you need that guy. But at the same time, everyone needs to be like, it's like Avengers, but you need a Captain America, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, everyone, yeah. Is, everyone is equally strong, but you still need that one guy to lead yeah, everybody. Yeah. yeah, I mean, their direction is different from mine. They want to join competitions. They want to do stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, sure, go for it. But for how long though? A lot of people like one didn't know this, but you know, like didn't know like O13 was, was under me was because like I came up with it was really simple. Like I'm a weeb. So O13 pretty much just came from this game called Kingdom Hearts. Yes! Okay, yeah. I don't know you heard that game. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, I want a crew that's, that's like the Avengers, but Avengers is kind of cringe. So that's why I came up with the name O13 because it was kind of subtle in the game. It's 13 yeah. like, like, you know, bad guys, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was like, I wanted 13 yeah. members and all 13 are like, really, really good dancers had experience from overseas. That was my initial goal. But, you know, it didn't turn out the way I wanted to. So I'm just like, yeah, you know, you guys do you and I'll do me, you know, pretty much. Com 
comfort zone is like a thing. There's this dancer in my crew. He's a really close friend of mine. He has the ability or the expense to go overseas to become a better person or a better dancer, but he didn't want to do it because of comfort zone. You know, he's so used to it. Like, you know, I, I get it because when I first go to Korea, it was so uncomfortable. I'm just like, oh, I can't speak Korean. Even if I want to ask for food, I'm like, oh, chogio. You know, I'm like so nervous. Like, I get it, right? But if you ask me to change, it's like, it's so hard. It's the mindset of the people, right? Now, now we're going into like super deep, like economics and everything. That's why the gap between the rich and poor gets further and further. Because in Malaysia, what I noticed, if you work hard just a little bit, you make it off better than a lot of people. Whereas in Korea, right? Or Singapore, the gap mm-hmm. isn't as big because... It's very competitive. Everybody is working mm. hard. Everybody. Like even at, when I was dancing in Korea, right? If I rest for one day, I would panic. I'll be like, oh my God, this guy from this class is going to overtake me. I'm so scared, right? But that's how competitive mm, yeah. it is. But there's oh, also wow. like, there's also cons for, for that kind of culture, right? It, you feel like you cannot breathe. That's why the suicide rates in Korea is pretty mm-hmm. high. Yeah, and yeah, I, I yeah. mean, have you cons, heard some, yeah. some some idols, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people judge you a lot in Korea. Mm-hmm. It's because they have such high standards, right? Mm-hmm. So people judge mm-hmm. you. Even for me, when I first joined Just Joke and I did my first performance with Just Joke, introducing the new members, I got shit mm-hmm. talked on. Everyone should talk me. Every Korean, like the video is still there. It's in Korean. That's why many people didn't see it. 300k views. A lot of people watched it. Top comment. Literally, it's shit talking me. Why did they add a foreigner? And why is a Korean crew adding a foreigner? He's spoiling the dance. He's ruining the crew. You know, stuff like that. Because when I said like, like, hey, is our video uploaded? My members were like, don't watch it. Don't watch it. They said, don't look at the comments. I was just like, why? They're like, no, no, don't do it. And then I did it. I was just like, ask Corinne. You know? And then I searched it and I looked at it. I was just like, trust me. I was so hurt when I saw that. I was just Aww. like, I was like, fuck. Like, you know, it sucks, right? Because here you are working your ass off and people are like, you know, you're facing adversity, right? For me, I, I, I swallowed the pill and instead of like, you know, just like work harder, right? I just like, all right, I'll prove myself. Like, I'll prove myself. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I did, you know? I, I just work hard, work hard, work hard. And eventually people started accepting me, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a while. So yeah, I went off a tangent. What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> I went off changing the mindset of people. Yeah, right. right. Changing yeah. the mindset of people. Okay, this is this this is rough. It also could be because of the industry. Because let's let's be honest, like the entertainment industry in Malaysia is really small. Like even like mm. all the biggest artists, like I can't think of anyone, but uh, to name off the bat, let's see Yuna. Even she's yeah. in the States and even yeah. somebody like Name We is in a I don't know. I don't know where, where is he? I don't know. Just not in Malaysia. Like any, any big artist is not in yeah. Malaysia because they know that you can't make it here, you know? Mm. And, mm-hmm. and and I've talked to one of the older team members before uh, before the workshop, by the way. He was complaining about how like, oh, you know, the scene here, like uh, everybody is like paying dancers so little. Like whenever like we do a performance, they we quote them like maybe a thousand and they're like, what? That's so expensive. Should they be like a few hundred? And you know, they were complaining about that, which I get it. Completely fair because, you know, we are dancers, right? We, we took time to hone our craft too, right? So they should pay us more than that. I get it. But at the same time, to be fair, let me ask you the same question. What credentials do you have that makes people want to pay you that much? Because to be fair, mm. just joke, we only get paid a lot because we were on AGT. That's a big ass platform, by the way. And we were on Olympics. And that's why people were willing to pay us so much because we had this two. It doesn't matter what dance battle, what underground, or what, whatever you win. <laughs> People don't know what the hell that is. Like you, you need to you need to join those platforms. That's why, like even the street woman fighter thing, that's a good thing. I, I mm. strongly support it. You know, they're giving a platform for dancers to show themselves. So, mm. see for Lee Jong, right? I do uh, one of our crew members, ex crew members, but she left already. When she was with Just Joke, like obviously she was coming up and everything. But what really made her like become who she is today or become big is because mm. she joined this platform, right? So she mm. become big. So what I'm saying is that before you start flaming the scene in Malaysia for not paying mm. us enough, first of all, what do you have that you can prove to them that hey? You can pay me this amount because I did this, right? You know, if let's say I say, hey, I 
did America's Got Talent. I did Olympics. I choreographed for J Park. Like I did all this before. Like you, you need to pay me higher than this. Like you know, like otherwise I wouldn't do it. But the problem is like you don't have any credentials to back it up. How can you complain, yeah. right? They they say like, oh, I have a lot of credentials. Like all right, what's your credential? They're like, oh, I did this commercial. I did this commercial. Like bro, like no one cares about that. Like how, no one cares about how many shows you do. You gotta show. You gotta prove to them. You gotta work your ass off first. Prove to them that you've been on these big platforms. Then only you can convince the clients to be like, "Hey, these guys are pretty legit. I'm willing to invest in them. I'll pay them more than that." And you start from there, right? But again, like I understand why dancers complain as well because, to be fair, we have no like artists here to choreograph for in the first place, right? In Korea, like you can either be a teacher, you'll be well off. You can go to YGX. You know, like you said, tier one, tier two, become maybe you know you work with YGX, you could become like a backup dancer. They pay a lot for backup dancers, by the way. You can go on a world tour with them, and you're pretty set. Like you just go on world tour with them for one year, you pay like super well. And then you can also be choreographer, right? I said, um, backup dancer, teach classes, and choreographer. Choreographer, obviously, the best, right? Because you you're making a dance for yeah. So because there's so many K-pop artists, right? It's it's never ending. There's always going to be a new song. They're going to need people to choreograph, you know. So there there is that whole uh, ecosystem. There. There, right, so which is fair, I get it. That's why like they help each other, you know, artists and dancer, right? But then here, mm. no artists, only got dancer. So how 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 are these dancers gonna make money, right, in the first place? Mm. I understand that uh, why the dancers are so frustrated because we, our entertainment industry is so weak. Mm. But then again, you you can build it up if you start competing at a, like or competing or joining like platforms like even like Street Women Fighter. They didn't say it was limited to Korean. You could learn Korean and be on the show, right? No one's stopping you. If anything, they would love it. They'll be like, oh my God, it's a foreigner, speaks perfect Korean and can dance her ass off or his ass off. Oh, it's a girl show, right? Her ass off. Let's get her in, right? Let's yeah. get her in. Like, because for yeah. them, right? Think about this. It's it's all about the content. Like yeah, TV yeah. shows, it's not about your dance entertainment. Skill. Exactly. Yeah, you got to think out of the box. A lot of dancers are like, oh, I just want to dance. I want to just dance. Yeah. Like, so frustrating. Yeah, you're not going to get fired. <laughs> yeah, that's like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. what, uh, so, yeah, I was gonna say like you have to like it seems that Malaysians have to think outside the box to exactly. get to the international exactly. level. So, so but okay, people you don't know, think that exactly. Yeah. So you guys are on the same page. Think about it. Okay, you're a dancer from Malaysia. I mean, I made it right. I got to just the only foreigner, and out of all countries is a Malaysian, right? Usually you think, oh, foreigner, Singaporean, no, Japanese, no, Malaysian. The hell is Malaysia, right? So <laughs> if I make it, you can do it too. Imagine this. Okay, you're a dancer. Okay, girl, dancer. You have a decent level of skill. You can speak Korean, and you have a you know you are you have a charisma. You can you can talk and everything. You join Street Woman uh, Fighter. Even if you don't make it all the way to the finals, you're already well known, hundred percent. And then mm. you got that platform to back you up. You come back to Malaysia. You do a show. You do a commercial. Mm-hmm. You got something to back yourself up. Hey, I did this. Check me out. You know. Mm-hmm. And that's where you start building that thing. You know. And more and more people do that. Then only the whole industry will grow. Okay, so. You mentioned that like uh, more people should go overseas to learn, you know, because other countries, they have more developed dancing than ours. All right. So why do you think not many people do it, you know, go abroad for dance if it's such a really good idea? Yeah, I think uh, we talked about this, right? One is expenses. That's 100% it, right? Most, let's just say most people pursue dance isn't as lucky. At least from mm-hmm. the dancers I've met in Malaysia, most of them, let's just say, it's unfortunate. But I'm talk- let's talk about the people who ha- who are more fortunate, people like me or, you know, uh, some other dancers who are more fortunate, you know, family, mm-hmm. decent mm-hmm. background, they, they will support you. And yeah. the biggest factor I think those dancers don't go is like I already said, comfort zone. They don't want to go out mm-hmm. of their comfort zone, you know. It, it's difficult, I get it. And, you know, it's just, you, you know, some of them say like, I'm trying to build a scene here, but mm-hmm. I think no matter how much you try to justify that, I think that's just an excuse. You, you don't want to you don't want to break mm-hmm. out of your shell. So right. I think I pretty much talk all about it. It's it's just comfort zone. Mm-hmm. People don't want to get out of there. So yeah. 
I feel like one crucial thing that a lot of people here forget is also understanding that healthy competition can exist. Mm-hmm. So like yes. when you challenge yourself, that is what helps you grow. But like people are too comfortable in their own bubble that they mm-hmm. don't let themselves grow and they yeah. kind of like fall into the cycle of like, oh, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I'll just do the same thing again. Oh, but I'm bored. But then I don't know what to do. So it just repeats and you can kind of see that in yeah. us. For me, like I'm, I've been like just traveling around, hopping to one place. Oh yeah, okay. You kind of stay in one place. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. That's true. I mean, you hop around and if you see there's a community you feel like you want to work with, right? And mm-hmm. you think like they have the potential and they, they really like you. You know, sometimes, sometimes things happen pretty naturally. Like even for me, right? When I go to Korea, it wasn't like, oh, I wanted to stay in Korea, right? Right? Mm-hmm. It was more like I wanted to learn for like a year and then I come back kind of thing. But because Young Jae told me that, right? Like I said, hey, work on your mm-hmm. Korean, work on your dance. We're going to do an audition next year, you know, come back, right? Because he mm-hmm. told me that and my whole plan instantly changed. So I pretty much adapt on the fly the whole time. So what I'm saying mm-hmm. is while you're there, if you ever discover opportunity, take it, right? Mm-hmm. You're young, right? I assume. Very young, yeah? No. age as you, dude. Okay, okay, okay. Same, same age, but okay, we're still young. Okay, we're still young. Okay, let's just say we're still young. We're still young. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're still young, okay. So it's okay. It's okay to 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 try things out, right? You know, yeah, if an yeah. opportunity arises, mm-hmm. don't think too much about it. Try it. You know, if it works, it works yeah. good for you. If it doesn't work out, it's okay. Move on. You you probably learn something out of it. in Korea, right? I mean, heart disease is one thing, but I was like sober now. Like, I think I, I talked about this in the workshop. I was sober now. Like, every week I had to teach a new piece and eventually it felt like a chore more than a passion. It's like every week I had to come up with a new dance and come up with a new dance. It's like, eventually just like, sometimes I just like, oh, I just want to put the step in just to like get over it, right? It wasn't because mm-hmm. like I enjoyed the dance step or anything. So like, at that time, because like, I, you know, Korea and Japan being very high dance level, at that time, every choreography I choreographed was how to make it as hard as possible. That was my mind at the time because I wanted them to challenge themselves, right? Which is what most Koreans enjoy. They, they like difficult choreographies, right? So that was what I was doing the whole time, but I wasn't really enjoying myself. So now that I come to Malaysia, okay, back to the topic where am I going to go back to Korea? So initially, yes, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to go back and get back to, you know, my, my journey with the boys, you know. But as I was here and I was settling down, like I realized like, you know, I was already super burned out. If I think about it, okay, do I want to go back to Korea, go to the dance studio and then every week I teach Again, the same thing, you know, every mm-hmm. week just come up with new choreography. And I don't think I'll enjoy that, right? So for me, right, I'm in pretty much in the same position as you now. I dance for fun. It's not like I don't teach uh, anymore. I teach a community here in my housing area because one of the girls found out that I came back and she instantly approached me and she formed like a small community here where there's like about 10 people just mm-hmm. uh, wanting to learn dance. And I teach them. And it's not that they're super good at anything, but I do enjoy teaching and I teach them. I don't charge mm-hmm. them a lot, you know, it's just mm-hmm. for fun. You know, I just teach them. I enjoy teaching. I teach, you know, it's just like mm-hmm. I'm a weekly thing. And I teach didn't really promote it, you know. I, I don't even touch my social media anymore. So I didn't. I didn't really promote it because it's a community thing. I didn't want to affect the the, the students there, you know. So mm-hmm. I didn't really say much. And even like whenever I dance, I dance every day. I'll be honest. I work out right. So my mm-hmm. my best warm up is I dance. So I just turn on the music and I'll start dancing. And after I dance for like thirty minutes, I'll be like, all right, I'm warmed up, and I start working out. So I still dance mm-hmm. every day. It's just I don't post it on social media. Mm-hmm. So people think like, oh, yeah. uh, Nixon mm-hmm. probably quit dancing. It's just, yeah, I just don't post it. Like sometimes John will come over and I'll be like, hey, you want to do a collab just for 
fun and then we do it and then we do it and we never teach. <laughs> we just do it yeah, for fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm totally enjoying myself. I'm not taking mm. dance as a burden anymore. It's not like mm. I have to dance to earn money. You know, I have my own yeah. day job. You know, it's paying me enough for me to, to you know, to do what I want. So yeah. I just dance whenever I want. I just teach whenever I want. And then if I feel like doing creative, like, you know, creative thinking when I want to make my own, own choreography, mm. I do that as well. You know, I do that with John. You know, we, we, we plan to shoot a video, stuff like that, just for fun. Everything just for fun. Mm. It's not like we're doing it to promote or we're doing it for a workshop, you know, like the, the recent workshop thing too. Like, honestly, like Charles approached me. She was like, hey, I heard your band. I'm like, yeah. And then she was just like, you want to do a workshop together? I'm just like, sure. And then we just did it, you know, it was just for fun. You know, I told her like, you know, it's going to be good for you. It's going to be good for me too. I'm not saying it's totally all for her. You know, I, it's mm-hmm. good for me too because I heard she went to UK. Right? I was like, oh, this is a good opportunity for me too. I get to mm-hmm. experience like someone who has a different, like learn from overseas and then come back mm-hmm. and we can kind of like, you know, share stuff, right? So yeah. that's, that's that's what I want to do. Like whenever mm. I hear a dancer who like, I don't know, dance for five years in something, I'm just like, oh, okay, I want to work with this person, right? Because I, I always like to see what the other perspective is because mm. I'm just like, I only see Korea, right? You know, I always want to see other st- other side too, right? So yeah, I mean, I do it. I, I do pretty much everything for fun. And and then I've heard also some studios like they don't dare to ask me because they think I'll quote very high, which is fair, right? Because I can't quote lower than, say for example, I quote a price where it's lower than some of the local dancers. Then mm. it'll be like, people will be like, okay, this guy, I did all this and he's cheaper than this dancer in Malaysia like mm-hmm. like you know then it would ruin yeah, the whole yeah, yeah exactly so I always yeah I try to quote high but not like you know absolutely high you know it's pretty fair mm-hmm. I guess yeah. yeah so you know if studios approach me you know if they, they sit down and talk to me I'll, I'll, I'll usually be down to like teach a workshop or anything because mm-hmm. that's not every week thing right so like workshop for me is like totally fine I enjoy it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I, I still love making dance I still love creating yeah it's just more of a like you said for fun you know so because we were on the topic of about teaching you know you said that you you really still enjoy teaching, you know. You know Spider-Man, right? With great power comes great responsibility. So all oh. that like amazing knowledge inside your brain that other people would not have over here. Right. So is it the responsibility in your point of view of these people who manage to get better dance education to come back and teach here? Oh, okay. I think responsibility is a very heavy word here. So yeah. if you say responsibility, I I think this might be controversial, but I don't. I, I would say no. I think right. yeah. I think it's never their responsibility, and I think it's completely up to them. Because mm-hmm. like if you think about it, like what did those people owe to the people here, right? I mm-hmm. mean that they are like responsible for teaching or sharing. You know, yeah, yeah. like like for example, like those people like you've mentioned who went overseas, they paid and they worked their ass off to get to where they are, mm-hmm. and you know they. Are I would say they deserve all the rights to do whatever they want, you know. Mm-hmm. However, I, I do think it is a mutual, it has to be a mutual thing between those people and the community, right? Like for me, at least, like like I said, you know, I teach here, see? I teach here for fun, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Like for me, if the community truly wants me to teach or share, you know, I'm all yeah. for it, right? But I need to see that there is a motivation or enthusiasm from the community, right? It can't, why, like, why should I go out of my way and be like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm back, I want to teach you all, you know, like who am I? I'm not mm-hmm. Jesus or anything, right? So <laughs> I'm not, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm not a savior, like, like I, I, I'm not that narcissistic to think that like, hey, I'm the shit, like everybody come and learn from me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything, should it be the other way around? Like if you want to learn yeah. something from somebody, yeah, that's you, true, should, though. you should mm-hmm. ask them if they can teach you, right? Not wait for yeah. them to come and teach you, you know, yeah. that's not how it works, you know. So, like I said, I, yeah, I, I teach a small community. They approach me. I would, I mm-hmm. would say no, unless I feel like, hey, it's very time constraining for me, or like you know, some things are not, you know, uh, 
online or anything, then I'll be like, yeah, you know. But yeah, it's only because they seek out for me. That's why I, I teach. But it's, uh, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm using me as an example, but it applies for whoever out there who, who've been mm-hmm. through like all, the, all that journey. I do, I do not think it's their responsibility to come back and teach. It's up to them. If they do want to teach uh, because they feel like there's something to share, power to them. But if they really don't want to, it's fine as well. You know, it, it has to be a mutual thing. Both sides need to be like, they want to learn and this person wants to teach. Then, yeah. What would make Malaysia's dancing like get get to where Korea is right now? A lot of the solutions are not very simple, but uh, off the top of your head, what do you think like uh, we lack to get there? I think it boils down to the three things I've mentioned again. Well, work hard, you know, mm-hmm. put, putting your egos down and... I mean, synchronization, that's, that's nothing to do with that. But, mm-hmm. you know, basically it boils down to these two, right? Work hard is such a general broad thing, but it's, yeah. it's like it's like the same thing as like, hey, you want to be healthy, eat healthy, but people still mm-hmm. eat McDonald's and drink soda and shit, you know? It's so simple, but people can't do it, right? It's the same thing, right? You got to work hard, but people don't work hard, you know what I mean? And get out of your comfort zone, you know? Like, if you have the opportunity mm-hmm. to get out mm-hmm. of your comfort zone, you should always do yeah. it. But people generally kind of shy away from it, which is mm-hmm. completely fair, I guess. It's up to them. But, as a community, it's... I mean, you can start off by doing yearly local competitions, but on a larger scale, I'd say. Because in Korea, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have this competition called Feedback. It's very big. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's so big that it's kind of like people, even people from other countries will come and compete kind of thing. I think what yeah, we yeah. can do is we can start from there, I would say. And it's kind of like a community effort where everyone needs to help out as in everybody needs to participate as well. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just about organizing. Everyone needs to participate. And how you make this platform bigger is everyone who participates needs to put in a certain level of uh, skill for the performances. Mm-hmm. So then, when other people watch this, they're like, hey, this looks freaking high level. Everyone there is so good. I want to compete there as well. And that's how mm-hmm. you start growing your platform, right? Like people are like, oh, this competition is the real deal, you know? There are really good dancers over there. And if you do that, more and more people will come here. Then you can share with those people. Those people can share with you. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a mutual thing, right? So when you do that as well, like it, like what she said, uh, mm-hmm. Annie, right? She said that health, you can build healthy competition. You can make this competition every year just to have a healthy competition between each teams, right? I feel like no, nowadays most of the competition is getting sponsors, earning money, right? So what I'm saying is you can, you know, make a community, make this competition. Everybody joins, needs to be, needs to put in the effort to make good performances. That's that's the goal. Anything else I can't really think on the fly. But I think that's a that's a good idea as well because like in Korea, right? Whenever feedback mm. happens, right? It wasn't more like, okay, the price only got huge after it got big, right? Yeah, but before yeah. that, when feedback first started, from what I've heard at least, uh, price was really small. But yet mm. every team that came to participate in it brought like, like one of their best performances, let's just say. So mm. everyone was there to compete healthily. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. we're trying to show yeah, each yeah. other who is better. Not because but of the price. also support each other. Yeah, of yeah. course. Support yeah. Each other. It wasn't, if there wasn't any bad, bad blood, like we, they, they were all friends. Yeah. Everyone was friends, you know. Even us, right? Like we, we, we participated, uh, I think 2019, we got second place. We weren't salty about it. If anything, we were happy. We were like, holy shit, like how did we win like second place? <laughs> we were like super surprised. Like it wasn't like, oh, we're just sure with a shit, yo. Like it, it wasn't about that. Like uh, so we joined, we, we got mm-hmm. second, we were happy. Everyone who, who got top three was happy. Everyone who didn't get top three was also happy. So, yeah, we, we were just like happy that the whole thing turned out to be a success. You know what I mean? So I think you could start from there, but it is a lot of work, right? You know, you talk to people, you get people with the same mind, you know, hey, we're going to yeah, start yeah. this. No, you guys want to join. Yeah, so it is an effort, yeah. I would say. I'm going to rewind back to about 
Korea for a while, you know, because I'm just wondering, like, how do you find your living expenses over there? You know, because it isn't exactly a very affordable place. Do you have any recommendations for some listeners who wish to do what you did? Because uh, we understand that Korea isn't exactly a very uh, affordable place. Yeah, yeah. Even for Koreans, you know. 100%, 100%. So for me, uh, what I did was, I'm not sure if mine is like super uh, economical, I guess. Because what I did was I rented a one room. So it's basically one, like literally one room. It, it looks like a prison. I mean, it doesn't look like a prison, but the way it's designed is like literally you go, you open the door, there's one bed and then the sink is right beside the bed and then the fridge is there and then the toilet is there and that's it. That was my room. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I, I don't know if it's considered economical, but that's what I did. I mean, for me, if I can sleep, I can use the toilet, you know, that's all I need, right? Enough, <laughs> at least, right? Yeah, at least that's for me. So that's what I did. I would say you can try looking around for this thing called one room. In Korea, we call it one room. Mm. Because, yeah, because even if you, I mean, you could do Airbnb, right? Like stuff like that. It's, I think that's fine too if you're not going long term. But if mm. you do want to go long term, I would recommend doing one room. Or if you're fortunate enough to get into a school, you can go to live in one of their school dorms. They usually mm. offer at a very, very cheap rate because you're a student. So I guess that's one way to do it, you know, if you want to get into a school. So yeah, yeah. yeah other than that, honestly, there's it's not much, honestly. Yeah. It is expensive, mm. I would say. Try and take the subways, don't take taxis, don't take bus even. Those are pricey. Subways mm. are the way to go. Very cheap. You gotta walk a lot, but you know, subways are very uh, they're very uh, mm. convenient in Korea compared to here at least. Take unlimited classes if you're there to dance. Don't be lazy. Okay. Don't take specific <laughs> classes. Take unlimited, take all six, take all five, do it all. <laughs> no resting. <laughs> You wanna okay. you gotta get value out of your 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 money, right? You gotta you yeah. gotta do it, right? You're only there for so short. You might as well like do as much as you can, right? And like I said, always think two things. If you're there, right? You, you, either you 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 need to think you're there for a holiday or you're there for like training. You know, there's yeah. there's a clear difference. You're there on holiday or you're there for a training camp. If you're there for a training camp, literally your mindset is I'm there. I'm just in a dance studio and then I'm back in my room. And then the next day I'm there to dance again and then I'm back in my room. That's what I did for one year, by the way. So so yeah, you need to have a clear cut. If you're there for holiday all right sure fine you know go have fun you know it's, it's not like yeah, you're yeah. there to, to train but if you're really yeah. there because you want to learn to dance or you know get knowledge then that's what you gotta do I want to address the elephant in the room for a while. I don't think it's possible to talk about the Korean dancing without discussing K-pop for a while. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> We've seen many attempts by local artists here to emulate the look and the feel and the memorial of some K-pop group. I'm not so sure if you, you know Dollar over here. If you look at them, it's it's very obvious that, you know, it's very heavily inspired K-pop girl groups, you know. Is doing K-pop related a very big thing for the scene over there? And how might one, you know, uh, a dancer over there get into uh, such kind of work? How do you get those kind of um, uh, opportunities? I mean, uh, yes, pretty much we said before, right? Credentials, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like even for us, you know, because we, we've, we've got all this like profile to back us up. Naturally, mm-hmm. we don't even need to approach the companies. The companies will approach us, right? Be like, hey, we want you guys to work on this project, right? Mm-hmm. Or this new artist or something. Like, you know, even like most of the just members, they they work with mm-hmm. K-pop artists such as Taemin. I don't know if you heard of Taemin oh, from Shiny. Yeah, uh, yeah. EXO, right? They work for EXO as mm-hmm. well. I mean, they choreograph for EXO. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
whether it's choreographing a new song or even doing backup dancing on stage for them, I guess K-pop and the dance industry go hand in hand with each other in Korea. And for here, even for them, yeah, if they, they are an artist, then yeah, I mean, you know, uh, as a dancer here, you know, you, you could work with them, you could choreograph for them if they want to. Yeah, then you guys can, you know, it's it's a mutual thing, right? If Dola mm-hmm. goes big and mm-hmm. you choreograph for them, you go big mm-hmm. as well, you know? And if you do make a good dance for them and then they got big because of the dance, then, you know, mm-hmm. th- it's good for them. So it's, it is a mutual thing, right? Both sides need to work for it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would say it is a big thing for sure. Have you ever worked for one, you know, like a K-pop dance project or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually have. But for me, I think the most closest that I worked with an artist was actually Jay Park because uh, yeah because uh, I was put in charge of teaching him actually so it was pretty cool oh uh, wow when, yeah when I was teaching him he was, he was, he was a chill guy he, he I teach him and then I was speaking English with him <laughs> and, and he was like pretty shocked too he was like after like a while he's, he just popped the question he was like you're not Korean right I was like yeah I'm not Korean and he was like where are you from and then I was just like oh I'm from Malaysia he was like oh Malaysia I've been there I was like where and he said like Johor he said apparently <laughs> because there was a I think there was a, a talent talent competition back then in Malaysia and he was one of the uh-huh. judge so he was the, he's been there and he was pretty cool chill guy but basically uh, I was in charge of teaching him because when mm-hmm. we were choreographing the parts uh, yeah. obviously we have the backup dancers part where it complements the main artist and then mm-hmm. the main artist will have his own part right so yeah, I was yeah. I was emulating his part so that's why I taught oh, him okay. so yeah was that for a live show live stage or was it for like music video we did a for a music video and then we did mm. for a live show as well. So some of the members, they actually did uh, go on the live show and do backup dances with him. I did because I was emulating his part, right? So mm. I didn't need to be there. <laughs> and also another reason why I, I was chosen to emulate his part because since, since I didn't need to be there, I was the perfect role for the job because at that time I was struggling uh-huh. with my studies. So I told them like, hey, mm. I, I would do this, but I couldn't really commit. And they were like, oh, perfect. Then you just do a, a J-Park's part. And then you after once you're done, you, you can just like dip. So yeah, that, that was my my experience you know working with him and obviously I worked for groups as well so the groups mm. would ask us to choreograph and it was pretty much like oh we get to know how many members if it's like six guys then we were like mm. this is so funny but how we decide who worked on it is we roll like yeah. we roll we roll a dice That's <laughs> and it. then whoever get chosen <laughs> whoever get chosen we're like oh man no <laughs> so anyways yeah it's really like just extra responsibilities right so anyways like let's say six guys six people gets picked yeah, you know yeah. I got picked before too and we, we choose the artists which correlates with our height so for example mm. like I'm about this height with this guy so I'll emulate this artist mm-hmm. so you know we'll put their name tag on our shirt and then we'll start choreographing for each of their part you know and you know make the whole K-pop piece I would say it's, it's actually similar to a dance team choreography mm-hmm. it's just the only thing you need to take note is you need to do more formations less dance steps more formations and you need to take note that they are singing when it's their part so you can't just do mm-hmm. like intense dance steps you know you gotta like make sure that it still looks good while they're singing and they, they wouldn't overwork themselves, I would say. Yeah, that's, that's what it feels like, yeah, for me. Does it still go through an external review process from the company or something like that? Depends. Every company is different. Uh, some companies, they have their own head choreographer. So mm-hmm. what happens was usually we, we will know the, the choreographer too because, you know, the dance industry is like everybody knows each other. So mm-hmm. usually the head choreographer, they would probably, they are like the house choreographer, right? So they would probably yeah. like recommend us or something or recommend someone else and then they give the job to us and then we do the whole thing and then he will come and watch too and then he will like try to like chip in be like hey this part I think it's better to do like something like that and then we were like alright alright we will we'll edit it you know stuff like that and then at the end of the day that head choreographer is like I mentioned yeah. before the dance director so we would yeah, do yeah, what yeah. we need to do and he gets to decide whether it works or not so mm-hmm. some some companies do have their own uh, house choreographer and we would just uh, uh, you know just listen to him because he he is their house choreographer right so we cannot like you know mm-hmm. be like hey you know this is we are just we want to do what we want no 
that's not how it works, right? So mm-hmm. he's the dance director. We follow what he wants, but we still do what we can do. And then those companies that doesn't have a house director and give complete yeah. reins to us, yeah, we have cases like that too. So we just A to Z, everything we do, we show it to them. If they are happy with it, good. We teach the, the choreography. Then they just, you know, move on. You know, they they start shooting their music video. You know, sometimes they they were one of the would one one of the members to be there to direct the whole music video for the dance part. Sometimes that happens too. So it's pretty, yeah, here and there uh, for each work, I guess. So recently we've seen huge success uh, of dancers in mainstream Korean media from the likes of shows like Street Woman Fighter, even in recent music releases as well. They wouldn't say that it's like, oh, backup dancers by some something. They always say like it's collaboration with so on and so on, you know. Dancers have always been around for a long time. So why do you think only now we're seeing crazy amounts of recognition for dancers in in media? It's like, I'll be honest, I never watched it. But... I heard it's success due to uh, my uh, Tongsing. Tongsing means like little brosis. And uh, I think she's the one that got really popular in Street Woman Fighter. Called, she's, her name is Lee Jong. In my opinion, I think the biggest reason why the show got popular is because most of the members in the show, if you notice, I mean, yeah, dance aside, if you notice, mm-hmm. they had a very unique personality, right? And they mm-hmm. have like a talent for variety shows. They have the charisma, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't say for the other members because I've never watched it. But, mm-hmm. you know, since I know Lee Jong personality, she 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 has a very outspoken personality. And I knew she would do well in reality shows, right? So, I think it depends on what media you're consuming as well. For yeah, example, yeah. like shows that are mainly targeted for the general audience. That's why like even like something like, you know, back then when we used to have Astro Battleground, you know, I know mm-hmm. a lot of people shit on it. But then honestly, that was a good platform for dancers, I would say, because it was a platform for people to get to know dancers on a personal level, if that makes yeah, sense, yeah, right? Yeah. Even if you join the most prestigious dance competition, the general public wouldn't watch it because they don't care, mm-hmm. right? Only dancers yeah, would care yeah. about that. So I was always think like, uh, I mean, you say like now that it's being, um, now only they get crazy amounts of recognition. If, if you're talking about just Korean media, it's because they finally have a show where they have a, a bunch of members that had good personality. They used to have shows like that too back in Korea. It didn't work out because the dancers there weren't very, they didn't have a very unique personality. It's not like their dance mm-hmm. were bad or anything. It was just, mm-hmm. people really couldn't connect with them on the personal level, right? So I guess yeah. for that show, at least I, since I know Lee Jong personally, I knew she would do well. Like if if she wanted to be an actress, she could too, I'll be honest. Like she was more than a dancer, let's just say. She was a... Mm-hmm. She was. She had the charisma to like you know talk and just even when the camera was watching her, she she wouldn't shy away from it. You know stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think this show, what happened was generally the members that are in there, everyone yeah, had a yeah. personality and they could create content out of it, and that's why many people watch it, and that's why now they are well known. It's not because like, oh, it's a dance show, right? It's, it wasn't mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah, it's just the personality of the dancer. So like even for Malaysia, right? If you, if Malaysia ever starts like a platform like that, I would say. When you choose your dancers, and when and, and it's not just because of the dance, I would say it's you gotta look for people who really have a unique personality, and and that person can create content out of it, right? You know, yeah. I I know most dancers will get really salty about it. They'll be like, hey, you know, this, you know, I dance better than this person, like. It is a TV show, right? Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if you really want to talk about dance skill, join a dance better underground. You know, that that's that's probably for you. But you know, TV show is gonna be a TV show, and then people who lose it, they will always like you know talk shit behind. They're like, oh, you know who's the winner? Do you think that person's better than me? You know, people will always do that, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, they they need to to understand it's it's a totally different platform or media, I would say. So mm-hmm. so sh- medias that are targeted to general audience, I think it's it's uh, it's always good. I would say for dancers overall, yeah, it's always good. I, I'm all for it. Yeah, even if it's it's uh, scripted, even if it's biased, it's it's totally up to the producer. It, if either you lose or win, it's always a plus for the dancers in general, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
we're going to do this thing called a lightning round. Now, we do this all oh the boy. time with our guests. And what it means is that like, we're going to give you two choices or we're going to ask you one question. And okay. do not use any brain cells. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Nixon, are you ready? Yes. Okay. First one, favorite mama order? Roti Tolo or Maggi Goreng? One of it. I can't decide. 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 Uh, uh, decide. Roti Tolo because protein. Okay. <laughs> Very nice, the very nice. the drink, nice. the drink. What I? Oh, yeah. uh, uh, what's that called? Teo ice libo. Yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I had to like suddenly didn't come out of my mouth. But yeah. All right, I'll do the second one. Coffee or tea? Coffee, hundred percent. Favorite girl group? I have to pick one. Mm-hmm. Yes, one. I, I don't. I don't have one though. That's the thing. Five. Yeah, hey, really? Uh, it has to be yeah, one. First one comes to, to mind. Uh, Blackpink, Blackpink. It's just called Blackpink. Yeah. Which member? Yeah. Oh my god. Um Five, one one. Four. Three. Two. Jenny, I guess she's she's hot. She's hot, yeah. Jenny. Okay. Fair, okay. fair. Fair. Yeah. We'll take that. We'll take okay, that. Okay, okay. Local dancer you want to call that with? I'll just say John. <laughs> <laughs> but you've already collaborated yeah, with him. Call that with John. Somebody you, know, you haven't somebody collaborated haven't collab with. with. I mean, I can't say Shah as well, right? Because I already no. did it. Even yeah, heard. you just did it. Oh my God, nothing came in my mind. Okay, anyone sitting in this uh, podcast right now? Oh, yeah. yeah let's do it. That's the way. Uh-huh. Know any good jokes? I have no good jokes, yeah. I can't think of... I, I mean, I'll usually go with the flow, but right now I can't think of any on the fly. <laughs> it's too much okay, stress. Okay. Too much. Instead of jokes, yeah. like, what's your best pickup line? Oh boy. Okay, this is what I do, okay? It's, it's, uh, I think it's cringe, but somehow it works, you know. We'll be the judge of that. All right. Yep. So basically, let's say I'm in a cafe. I'm with my friend. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then there's this really cute girl sitting beside me. And then I would just tell the girl like, uh, excuse me. I'll be like, my friend here thinks you're really cute. You know, I will say like, but I think you're cute too. Can I have your number? That's what I do. It's cringe, but it worked. I'll be honest. It worked before. <laughs> <laughs> when when was the last time you did this? Uh, it was in Korea. Oh, okay, okay. It's been a while then. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. Not in Malaysia. I think I'll probably get uh the, they'll call the police and I'll probably have to go <laughs> yeah. see the back of the car. But yeah, not here. <laughs> Sean, you wanna do one of your famous ones? Oh, I think I need to delete Google. Um because when I found you the search was over. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe you should try that, you know. <laughs> and see if it works. You should try that, Sean. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've, okay, to be fair, I've never actually used a pickup line on a girl. I always like just like mess with my bros <laughs> with he pickup should. lines. He, yeah. He's a pickup line connoisseur. Yeah. Oh boy, I gotta learn yeah. a deal too then. <laughs> oh, right. no. the, next, the next one. Right. Say Shoes Off No Cap is the best podcast in Korean. Shoes Off, okay. Uh, Moja, Moja Rang Shinbaren, Moja Rang Shinbaren, Person Podcast. Chuegoda. Yeah, I think that's the way to say it. Yeah. So moja means hat, right? And shinbal means shoes. Sh- what? Shoes off, no hat, right? No yeah. cap, no cap. <laughs> no, no cap, no cap. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll say, I'll say it again. Okay. Moja rang shinbal person podcaster Chuegoda. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely, lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Like if you were to address our entire dance community here, our listeners, like what do you want to say? 
pretty much everything I've said. Um, you know, if you're if you're if you're lucky enough, always I, I'm a huge advocate for people who wants to go overseas to to be better or to improve themselves. Always go out of your comfort zone. And whenever you get burned out, this is a question that was thrown at me when I was teaching a workshop in Canada, mm-hmm. actually Montreal. And I thought this was a really good question. She asked me, "What do you do whenever you get a burnout? Like when you you decided that it was too much for you?" And what got into my mind at the time was I said, I guess, look back on why you started dancing in the first place. And for me, like, I'll be honest, like why I started dancing back in high school was as simple as because I wanted to impress girls. It was really mm. that simple. It's as, uh, it's, it's simple. Isn't, isn't what we always do. <laughs> yeah, it's simple. It's honest, you know. Yeah, it's simple. It's honest. But that's what got me into dancing. And, you Is know, that sometimes- still the reason? Obviously, you know, I've already gone through too deep, right? So like now I look at dance as a form of art, right? But you know, back then, you know, I started because I wanted to impress girls. So sometimes you just look back on why you started dancing, right? And then, you know, because you want to impress girls and then because it's fun, you think doing that is fun, then maybe you can you can dial back to step one again, right? Why you did it in the first place. And then maybe maybe you can see, oh, you know, I want to dance that way because it's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe I've jumped in the rabbit hole a bit too deep and it's a mm-hmm. bit too much for me. So that's why you get burned out. So yeah, that's, that's the advice I would give most people. If you think you're like super burned out, you're so pressured, you feel like it's too much on your plate in terms of dancing, just mm-hmm. look back at why you started in the first place. Nice, yeah. nice. And uh, if our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you online? You can go go to my socials uh, at Nixon0607, I think that's the username. But yeah, that's my Instagram. I barely upload anything, but when I do, I try to uh, limit it to dance-related stuff. So I guess uh, you could follow me there if you want to keep updated with my activities. But yeah, I think that's the only platform I'm using right now. All right, thank you so much, Nixon. It was so nice having you. Thank you to everyone for tuning in. If you want to find out more about our future, episodes be sure to follow us on social media at shoes off no cap see you next episode